the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome you back to a radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back or relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Say to God, our God desires to have a close, intimate relationship with those of us who are his children. But unfortunately, many of us don't take him up on that opportunity to increase our intimacy with him. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and or enjoy the intimate relationship with God that he wants. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we all should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should hurry up and learn what they are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that he desires for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn over to Hosea chapter 6, please. Hosea chapter 6. It's in the Old Testament. Praise God. Hosea. Chapter 6. Hosea, Joel, Amos. If you hit Joel, you're going to be pointing back the other direction. Hosea, chapter 6. See, it's wise for us to go ahead and return unto the Lord. Especially since he's inviting us to do so and told us all the wonderful things that will happen if we do that. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 1 says, Come. And let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. Of course, it's talking about he hath done, but to remember the Old Testament was written in what's called the causative tense. Praise God. They only had two, they only had two tense. Praise God. And one of them was causative tense, which meant that they, if I could put it this way, they blamed everything on him. Praise God. Amen. They knew something happened, but so they put it on him. But it was actually them that did so, because this is, of course, uh, uh, what God was prophesying uh, to the people, telling them, you know, about the restoration and things like that and what to do in the midst of the restoration, uh, what they needed to do in order to do so. But unfortunately, the reason why they need to be restored, because they turned away from God and did things all outside of what the word of God had to say, found themselves in the midst of captivity and all this other kind of dumb stuff. But of course, God sets them free. And now he's telling them what to do to be able to get things back right in the middle of their life. And that is come and return unto me. Why? Because all those stuff all toe up, I'll heal it. Although you done got slapped around, I'll bind you up. Like that's like bandage you up, you know, you know, make you better. Praise God. He said, after two days, will he revive us? In the third day, he will raise us up and he and, and, and we shall live in his sight. What a privilege. Look at the first thing he'll do, though. He'll heal us. That's one of the things that God wants us to do by coming back to him is he wants to open the door for to heal us. 
That word heal right there means to mend. I like this. By stitching is the basic inference is by stitching. You know, because sometimes you have a, a gash or a hole that's just too big for you to just try to, you know, think that time is going to heal it by itself. No, it's not. It needs to be bound up, needs to be stitched up. Come on now. Some of us have went and got stitches. We used to play sports and stuff like that, you know, or, or, or open our mouth for the time we weren't supposed to impress God or something. We had to get stitched up somewhere because <laughs> the hole was too big. Does that make sense? So we got to get stitched up. Well, see, some of our lives are so ripped, so torn, so jacked up that it looks like it's going to leave a horrible scar. That's if it ever heals at all. God said, no, come to me. I'll sew it up. I'll put that thing back together again to the point that it'll be able to heal quickly for you. Figuratively, it means to cure. God will cure us. See, God wants to ail us of all our ailments. He wants to he wants to aid us in all our ailments. He wants to help us with all our hangups. Thank you, Lord. He wants to heal our hurts. Because some of us have hurt, been hurt. We try to camouflage and act like it ain't, it ain't true, but still there. God know, because God know your heart. He wants to fix all our frailties, all our weaknesses and inabilities. God wants to make them abilities. That's why he's inviting us to draw near to him. He's inviting us to draw near to him just like a loving parent who sees the scrapes and the bruises that their child uh, 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 on their child beckons them to come and draw near to them. Why? So that the hurts can be helped. So that the hurts can be helped. That's the same way God's drawing me and you. Because come on now, when you, you know, remember, remember when you was a, a parent, praise God, your little child, you know, you see them, they all hurt and stuff like that. They may stand in there crying. And you say, come here, baby, just come here, come here. And then when they come, you begin to do what's necessary to be able to help them to be able to get right. Help them in their little mistake. Break out the, the back team or whatever, praise God, and be able to do what's necessary. Why? Because we, we knew exactly what to do in order to be able to help them. And they little scrapes and bruises and everything like that and patch them up and then send them back out to play. Or they could just stay with us on that given day until they felt strong enough to be able to go out and do something. But that's what God said, come, come to me. I see what you've been through. I see what you're going through. And I can heal you and I can hurt, help you and I can cure you of that thing that happened to you while you was there, while you was out and why that thing happened to you. Why? Because he wants us to revive. That word revive right there means to cause to live. God wants to be able to do what's necessary to cause you to live. Such ways you'll have life like you never had it before. Life even better than before. It got hurt and healed and hurt. That's good news for some of us, praise God. Because a lot of times while God's putting stuff back together again, we'll, we, we see it the way it was. God said, no, you're not, you no, come to me. You'll see it the way it can be. And God will fix it better than it was before it got broken. God will put it back together in such a way as it'd be as though it never, ever, ever got broken. But that's why he's telling you to come under him. Because, see, when you're far away from him, you can't, you can't see that. You're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Come to him. You'll see it. I don't know if I could ever love that person again. Come to me. I don't know if I could ever ever look at them the same again come to me i'll teach you how i do it because i've seen their every sin and i still love them with an everlasting love and i remind you of that love that i should have brought in your heart that can cause you to do the same thing too that's why he's inviting us to come unto him we could do that which we could never do 
See, the devil thought that if he caused that mess to happen all up in your life and all your house, he figured it was over. But what he don't understand, it ain't over till God says it's over. Because we serve the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the one that can be able to cause dead things to come back alive. You don't believe me? Ask a guy named Lazarus that was dead four days. Funky by now. But God, God rolled the stone away. The Bible didn't say nothing about holding his nose. It didn't even bother him. Praise God. And he called him out, praise God, and caused him to come back alive again. God can cause anything to be able to come back alive again. But see, it has to come unto him. That's what he did. He called him to him. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Praise God. He come hopping his tail up out of there, praise God. Amen. Because sometimes when you're coming forward, there's still going to be some stuff bound up. But that's all right. He'll say, loose them and let them go. Praise God. Because he wants to set us free. Does anybody hear me up in here? But we got to come unto him, and he'll be able to do that for you and me. God wants us to come unto him. Hallelujah. So that we can live. Everybody say live. So that we can live. Everybody say live. But see, when we come unto him, we're going to learn some stuff. Remember, we learned last time that God knew everything. And one of the things he's going to do is share with us some stuff. Because that's one of the things that you're going to gain by coming to the Lord is that you're going to get a chance to be able to find out that he's the one that's going to give you what's necessary to be able to get through into the thing he has in store for me and you. We're still in Hosea chapter six. We read in verse one, come and let us return unto the Lord. Why? For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us. After two days will we will he revive us. I like that. He will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up. We shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. And he shall come unto us as the rain as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. He says he will come as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. Now, we already learned that the former and the latter rain speaks about doctrine, that the Lord is going to rain down on us, doctrine that he's going to rain down on us. I know you went to spooky churches before and stuff like that, where all this spooky stuff was going to happen. But we found out in Scripture that he's talking about that the rain is the doctrine that God's going to rain down on us. Because he said over in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, go ahead and turn there, praise God. Amen. I was about to quote him. The Lord said, turn there. I want him to see it. Isaiah chapter 55, praise God. He said, and after, as Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. That's what the invitation is. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Look what the Lord can do. Abundantly pardon. You know, be ye imitators of him. Abundantly pardon. Come on, walk like he walked. Walk in love even as he as he does. Abundantly pardon. Praise God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. For as the rain, he's starting to liken it. As the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. So shall it be as what? Just like that rain that comes down, that snow that comes down, that waters and makes stuff bring forth in bud. That's what his word is that comes out of his mouth. The word that comes out of his mouth is his teaching. The word that comes out of his mouth is his teaching. 
he sh- it shall not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish that what he pleases, what he, what he, what he, what he, that which he pleases, and it will prosper in the thing whereto he sent. Praise God. So God gives us teaching, which is the word of God. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 32. I guess I didn't nail it enough for you. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Hallelujah. It's teaching. That's one of the things that's going to happen as you draw closer to the Lord. He's going to teach you some stuff. Remember, he said, come unto me and I will show thee great and mighty things that you know not of. I'll talk to you about some stuff. I'll share with you some stuff. Stuff you never thought about. No, you think you're doing the right thing. I'll show you whether it's the right thing. But you'll be surprised to find out that it's the wrong thing. But you'll be rejoicing. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Mm-hmm. Chapter 32, let's look at verse 1 and 2. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. As the small rain upon the tender herbs and as the showers upon the grass. Behold, I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. My God, hallelujah. Just and right is he. Which means that he's going to show you something. Guess what it's going to be? Just and right. Because he is his word. He and his word are one. And he's going to teach us some things. I like that. Because as we get closer, we get taught. As we get closer, we get taught. I remember, I remember, I remember years ago, yes, I used to love to hang out with my mother, praise God. I learned some things by being around my mother, praise God. She was a professional shopper. I learned how to shop, praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Learned how to shop. I know, I know how to shop all day, all night, and, and not have no problems with it because I was trained by the best. <laughs> praise God. I was trained. I mean, I used to hang out with her in the kitchen, so I learned how to cook. I haven't been doing it in years, praise God, but I, I knew how, praise God. I had to go in there one day and see if I still know how, praise God. But I knew how to cook, praise God. I used to cook up some stuff, could shake a pot, praise God, glory to God. Yes, sir, praise God. Cook up some stuff. Bless the his name. Him did it in years, praise God. I remember a couple of years ago, I said to my wife, I was going to do it, praise God. Hey, Amen. we're still waiting on that, though. Praise God. <laughs> I was going to go back and do it. Praise God. My house was the mess hall back when I was single. All the brothers would come by. Praise God. They pretend like, hey, man, I just want to see what you was doing. They always want to see what I was doing around dinner time. Praise God. You know, because I already knew they was coming. Cause I, so I, I cooked in big pots because I knew a lot of them was coming by. Boy, and they'd sit up and eat. we just laugh, boy, and poop and have a ball. Praise God. You know what I'm saying? It was just the brothers. Praise God. Hey, Amen. <laughs> but, you know, they're having a good time. <laughs> We didn't act like we had some sense until the ladies came by. Praise God. Amen. But <laughs> Amen. Do the Star Spangled Banner. That's too much information. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> uh, amen. Keep moving right. Just keep moving. Praise God. You're losing people. You're losing people. The point I'm trying to raise is, is, is that the rain is talking about the word of God. The word of God brings information, instruction, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what the rain brings. It brings information, instruction, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And in case that bores you, 
you can have a front yard that look like San Antonio's finest dirt <laughs> with, <laughs> with a few little patches or something that kind of like look like weeds or grass something spread there. But then it rains. And then you come back in a few days, grass. You can have a flower bed that look dead. Then it rains. And then you come back in a few days, blooming occurs. Because the rain forces growth. It forces beauty to come forth. It forces that which looked dormant and not, not there to be able to show up there. Because it forces it to happen. But when God's doctrine, God's reign comes into your life, it's going to force growth in your life. It's going to force things to get better, situations to get better, circumstances to, 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 to grow and to bloom and to be beautiful once again. That's why he said you'll speak over in Isaiah 55. He said you'll speak to barren places and those places will then turn around and then become the, begin to bloom. Praise God. Why is that? Because you're going to be speaking the words that God give you and doing what God tells you to do. That's how your life is going to revive. It ain't going to be no magical thing where you just stand over and say, hocus pocus, aleocus. Or the Christian version. Don't get mad at me. In the name of Jesus. Without no doctrine backing it up. Without no doctrine backing it up. But God's going to give you teaching. This is what you do. This is how you conduct yourself. This is how you live your life. This is what you say. This is what you don't say. This is what you do on a given day. And watch what happens. Growth. Get ready for doctrine to rain down upon us. I'm talking about good, sound Bible doctrine. Not false doctrine. Good, sound Bible doctrine. Doctrine about who God is and who Jesus is. Doctrine about who God is and who Jesus is, because you're about to learn more about God, your father, and learn more about Jesus, his son, than you ever did before. And let me tell you this, too. When doctrine about who God is and who Jesus is comes simultaneously, doctrine about who you are in him, what he made available to you, and how to get it working in your life comes in the middle of your life at the same time. Our job is to do what it says over in the book of Hosea. Then we close. Hosea chapter 6, please. Go back to Hosea chapter 6. Verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. And in the third day he will raise us up. And, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know. If. Fine print in the contract. We follow on to know the Lord. Then. Shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord? We'll know it experientially if we follow on to know the Lord. That word follow means to run after. It usually carries a hostile intent, but it doesn't necessarily have to have a hostile intent to it. But, I mean, think of a hostile intent. It means you, you're going after somebody. Anybody remember going after somebody to jack them up long time ago before you got saved? Praise God. We'll do it before you got saved. Praise God. Remember going after somebody? You wasn't even playing. You wasn't even playing. You was getting there. Come on now. And you got there. 
and wasn't nobody going to stop you from getting it. I mean, sometimes some folk got in the way. Don't do that. What did you do? Push them out the way? They got the they got flung over over someplace, flying through the air like jazz on on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Praise God! Whoa! They just got thrown out the way because you was gonna get to where you was gonna get to and get to who you was gonna get to. Y'all looking like y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about right now. Praise God! That's how we're supposed to come after God. It also translates chase and pursue. Chase. And pursue. We're supposed to go after him. That means wherever he is, I'm going. Whatever turn he take, I'm taking. If he speed up, I'm speeding up. I just love watching them chase scenes in the, in the, in the movies. Pray, you know, the action flicks, praise God. Whereas they be riding, praise God, and they be chasing uh, uh, the bad guy or something like that. And they be chasing, you know, and they and the person will, like cut across and go across the park or something. And they don't like, well, praise God, that's against the law. You know, the, the, the person that's chasing them, though, the man, that policeman would go across the park right with him, praise God. Blowing the horn, honk, honk. Cars bouncing up and down, everybody bouncing up and down. I've seen them where they drive their car down steps, praise God. You know, and then you look up right behind them, they be going right down with them, praise God. They dive over this thing, you know dive over in and land and think that they the only one there. All of a sudden you see this car in slow motion. You ever notice I had land and bends, but then all of a sudden in the car that you see don't have no dip and stuff, you know. Maybe that's me, but, but that ain't what we're talking about. Praise God. I'm, 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 I pay attention to details. Praise God. I'm like, how that didn't get bent? Praise God. Come on now with these little paper cars we got nowadays and stuff. How that thing not get bent? Praise God. <laughs> I mean, dang, you, you hit a bunny. Your whole front total someplace. He's <laughs> got. <laughs> but they diving all over stuff, running, coming downstairs. That guy ain't even bent. Praise God. Anyway, anyway. So anyway, point is follow him. That's the point I'm trying to get to is that you, you, you got to follow him. But the part I like about it is that God ain't going to be running from you. He said, you make a move toward me. I'll make a move toward you. You draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. See, God wants us to come after him like we really want him. That's the basic premise behind it. That we really want to get him. That's the basic premise behind it. And God said, you come like that, I'll make sure you catch me. Because if you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door will be open unto you. God is inviting you. Draw closer. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. Hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do, but that we should do what it is that we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the chance of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity of all time. An opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just got that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind, to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or even expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mine. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.